I'm praying for this land I love. America, America, the home of the free. But there are people making plans to change America. They've no respect for her, but what matters most to you? That's why I stand for the flag. Welcome to EA Truth Radio, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. I am your host, Dan Hennen. Today is August 24th, 2021, and our show will be about current events. In particular, events in the past week. I'll go through the items that made the news that probably shouldn't have, and also the items that didn't make the news that should have. Essentially stripping out the fake news so you don't have to. Keep in mind, this is a faith-based program. And as always, we'll begin the show with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Yeshua Almighty, the Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach millions. Thank you for giving us our audience, Lord. Please give them the ears to hear this message. Please be with each and every one of them where they are while they tune into our shows. Bless each and every one of them. Ultimately, may thy will be done. In Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name. Amen. The founder and publisher of Eternal Affairs Media, Curtis R. Bizelli, is a loyal member of Patriot Mobile and encourages you to mention his name. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative mobile phone carrier that will meet all your calling, texting, and data needs. You can get up to $600 off your bill annually when you refer friends to Patriot Mobile. Join us and fight for your conservative values with each call you make on their nationwide cell phone network. Remember to mention Curtis R. Bizelli when you sign up for service. Well, let's start off the show this week. Interesting things, of course. Very, very interesting. So we start off with the U.S. military. Yeah, the fiasco in Afghanistan last week, and now this week we're going through the backlash of that, um, the follow-up. And so there was a good interview with Tracy Beans. Um, she had Mike Flynn, General Mike Flynn, on an interview once uh, talking about Afghanistan here this past week. That's a good one to to listen to. It talks about how we got in, how are we getting out, what are we doing, what's going on there. And um, Mike Flynn, of course, a uh, longtime general, uh, gives us information. Now, I also found out that the U.S. military might be buying fuel from the Taliban for the evacuation. This made the news on August 20th, and this is also very interesting. The U.S. military is actually buying the jet fuel from the Taliban to get out. You know, this we're in a world of uh, we don't know what to believe anymore um, because these stories come out there. If it's not true, 
I'm not sure why that story got inserted into the news. And if it is true, that's very interesting as well. Now, Trump had a scheduled rally in Alabama this past week. And right before it started, they declared a COVID emergency in the state. And, um, or in the city, rather, in the city where he was going to speak. So, of course, he can't hold his rally. It's all these things that are being done to circumvent Trump from speaking. They already got Trump out of office. He can't even hold rallies anymore. They're finding ways to navigate this and to shut him down and to shut him up. And so, very interesting. Once once again, they've done this before. Declare a COVID emergency in town where the rally is. And by default, they've got to shut down the rally. Interesting. The FBI this week says that it took very little planning prior to the January 1st attack. And so this is uh, very confusing as well. The reason they're saying this is that they have to somehow get out of this um, as a premeditated thing because it's looking more and more like the FBI was in on it uh, using informants, uh, confidential informants and um, other members to get in there to cause all this havoc, wreak all this havoc, and blame it on Trump. That's exactly what they did. And so they need now to make it sh- make sure that it looks like it was kind of just an, a reactionary thing, a knee-jerk reaction that this took place, because now the FBI is in it. So they said that their research is done, and they think there was very little planning, very little premeditation that went on uh, in this event. So watch how that plays out. Now, the officer that shot and killed Ashley Babbitt on August 20th this week has been exonerated, exonerated. Not their fault. No charges will be pressed. And in fact, exonerated. We don't even know the name of this person. Every other killing, shooting, and whatnot in this country, we learn hours after the event immediately who the shooter is. This one we still haven't. So once again, lots of things at play with the 1-6 insurrection. They're really going to use that as Trump bad guy, orange man bad. He planned all this. This is all his people. Um, He needs to be ousted. So Very, very strange. The Maricopa audit results were expected to be released at 8 a.m. Monday. This was yesterday. But guess what happened? Several leaders of that group of the cyber ninjas came down with COVID-19. And the press release, according to the press release, they were very sick. Not just sick. Not just ill. Not just tested positive, but very sick. Now, once again, a press release that's crafted in using this terminology is meant to do many things. One, they can't release the results because not everyone's there to do it. Well, I think they can still release the results. I think they wanted to have a press conference so they all could talk to it. Now, that, of course, has been canceled. And so the wind's taken out of the sails yet one more time for the Maricopa County election audit results. And now they're going to say, 
but not only are they sick, they're very sick. Well, uh, this is uh, looks to me like a PR stunt from top to bottom. Now, this week in Pennsylvania, they changed. The person that was in charge of the election audit in Pennsylvania was swapped out last week. This did not make the news at all, but I think they had someone in there that was probably good, swapped it out with someone that was favorable to the deep state to put them in charge. I didn't, uh, I didn't jot down the names of the person leaving or the person coming in, but uh, the important thing to know here is that a change has taken place for the leader of the election audit in Pennsylvania. Um, once again, more maneuvering, more shifting around of things that are going on there. Now, we don't even hear anything about a Pennsylvania election audit. But we can decipher a couple things from this. If they're changing the leader, that basically confirms the fact that there is an election audit team set up. So, we can put two and two together and, 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 and come to some conclusions as to what's going on there. So, I think that actually helps us understand There might be vaccine mandates coming from President Joe Biden. Um, I think first they're going to start with the Defense Department of Defense, uh, Pentagon, U.S. military, essentially, essentially, U.S. military personnel. They're going to be mandated to get the, the vaccine, mandated. They have to get it. Well, in normal situation, that makes sense. Usually the military is one of the first to do this. Now, there's a lot of people in the military, I believe it's about 20% that are awake and know that this is all false and bogus. So they may be putting up a fight. So what came next just today, the military personnel that refused the vaccine, it looks like those people now will have their benefits stripped from them. So they're going all out here. They're going all out to force this vaccine on everybody. The next thing was school teachers, public school teachers are going to be next. And then people working in hospitals, nurses and doctors are going to be next. Well, Hero, the governor of South Dakota, Hero Christy Nome, made the tweet yesterday saying that the illegal vaccine mandate is not going to happen on my watch in South Dakota. There's ways around it. There's ways to do this legally to make, to make a vaccine mandate requiring everyone to take it is, in fact, illegal. You can't have that. We've covered this way back in the Nuremberg trials as something that you cannot do. You can make it available. You can make a vaccine available. You can't force people to take it. You can't require them to take it. You can have a law that makes uh, penalties available for those who refuse it, and that's exactly what's going on. So Christy Nome, a hero, like I said, in South Dakota, the governor there, is right on the money. She says, number one, this is an illegal requirement. So she's going to put up a wall there. Now, interesting enough, Terry McAuliffe, going to be running for governor in the state of Virginia. He made a post that says we need to get everyone vaccinated. And in fact, going so far as to say those who are not vaccinated 
we need to, quote, make life difficult for those unvaccinated, end quote. Well, now we're really, we're talking 1930s Germany now with these kinds of comments. And this is someone running for governor. And this is this is really, really bizarre. Now, in line with that, let's go a step further. In Canada this week, British Columbia now has says that we are going to get everyone vaccinated. And in fact, we're going to have a vaccine card that the population will carry with them. So when you're asked, you can flip the card. You can show the card. This is like wearing armbands um, of the Nazis in Germany, um, 1930s once again. And so they said they want to have this in place by September 13th this year. Now that's less than a month. British Columbia, all citizens will have to carry a vaccine card and be uh, required to show it when asked. Now, another interesting thing this week, Mark Elias, Mark Elias announced with a press release that he'll be the leaving the law attorney firm of Perkins Coy, leaving Perkins Coy. Now, Perkins Coy is, is associated and, and connected to a lot of these deep state crimes and false flags. Perkins Coy seems to be behind this. They were the ones behind Russian the Russian hoax. Uh, Trump was colluding with the Russians. They were behind all this. They were the ones that helped put together the whole uh, steel dossier and to make it look like Trump was the bad guy, which all got proven later. Uh, that was not the case at all. So he's leaving. That made a lot of people suspect something maybe up, maybe, uh, you know, indictments, things like that. But that's not the case. He's just simply starting a new law firm called Elias Law Group. They announced that, and right away when he announced it, Hillary Clinton made a subsequent tweet that said, congratulations to one of our um, heroes, hero attorneys in this country. Well, that's certainly not the case. Um, she there is complimenting him on his new uh, new firm, um, which is not good at all. Now, the 9-11 pretrial hearings will be coming up in September. They are going to go forward with that case. And the 9-11 case from nine, this, the attacks on, on September 11th, 20 years ago, coming up, the anniversary for 20 years. Now, they assigned a judge for this case, and the judge says we're going to start with pretrial hearings. It'll take place a week before and a week after the anniversary of 9-11. So I think this is another thing that they're going to, they're going to put this, straddle this on the actual 9-11 dates and hold it right before and after that anniversary dates to do these pretrial hearings. Uh, once again, timing, very interested in the timing of all this. And so we've got to look at things like that when we see the dates of these types of things taking place like that. Now, the Arizona election audit results, they're going to be announced. We talked earlier about that'll be delayed now, obviously. But there was an interview done with, with someone who gave an interview about the results and said they're going to be very interesting when this comes to the public. 
And he said, very interesting. And the interviewer asked, on a scale of 1 to 10, how important will be the election results from the fraud in Maricopa County? He said, it's not going to be 1 to 10. I would put it at a 12. So this is going to be huge. The Arizona election audit results is going to be a huge thing. Now, when is this going to happen? It might be something that the can has kicked down the road and they keep getting these things delayed, delayed, delayed. When it first came announced that they were going to have the results ready or they were wrapping up the report is when this whole debacle in Afghanistan started. And many, including myself, have you know, su suggested that this timing was done as a distraction, as another uh, um, look over here at the smoke, at the smoke, at the smoke for the fire. And well, everyone's missing what's really going on in front of our eyes. And this whole thing has taken the nation by storm. Everyone's following Afghanistan all over the front page, all over the news. Between that and COVID and the new FDA approval, that's the top two stories. That's all we hear about. Go to USA Today as a good example. Go to cnntoday.com. Pull up some of these websites and then pull up your local newspaper's website. And look at how all the stories are aligned. All aligned. The, uh, meaning the narrative is all the same. The mainstream media is corrupt from the very top of the big channels, network news, all the way down to the local city and state. They're all pushing the same narrative. They're all saying Afghanistan has been a bundle. That's the focus. COVID is serious. And FDA approval for the Pfizer vaccine. That's the focus. We're not hearing anything about Arizona election results. Nothing. And that's all bit by design. Uh, what they do when they do that, it's called walking lockstep. They're walking in lockstep. All of them have the same, actually, phrases, adjectives, headlines are even the same. That's how you can tell that these stories are bogus or propaganda. So Arizona election results, that's very important. That needs to come out. That's going to be very huge when that comes out. And I think there's no way to really to avoid it. So, so, they're, so they're trying to do all these uh, delay tactics and distraction tactics. Now, Governor Cuomo, resignation, effective yesterday. And so that's the New York State Governor Cuomo. And got into some trouble, got into a bunch of issues, uh, said that he's going to elect to step down and resign, but he needed a couple of weeks first to get everything in order. And so that date was yesterday. He is now done. He is gone. Uh, they've got a new acting governor right now. Now, keep in mind, when we talk about Cuomo, that the most important thing about Cuomo is the nursing home deaths relating to COVID and how people were getting out of the hospital, what testing positive for COVID, he'd be putting them back into the nursing homes where they subsequently died. Now, nursing homes with the older folks in there, it's also very, very easy to transmit the disease, easy to transmit the virus. And so they'd send them out there who had it, put them back in to the wings of the nursing homes, not only they would die, but the people that would subsequently get it would also die. And that's why those deaths were skyrocketing in nursing homes. And they found out later, oh, sorry, we apologize. We didn't mean to do that. We didn't know any better. 
Well, by then, the damage had been done. Cuomo was leading the pack on this. Many states were doing this, but New York State was leading the charge. Um, Many suggest that he can still be brought up for murder charges, murder charges on former Governor Cuomo for his actions during the pandemic. Now we got two things left. Uh, we talked earlier about the Afghanistan uh, situation with all the distraction and the U.S. announcing under Donald Trump president a gradual withdrawal of getting the troops and military presence out of there by the end of the year. Um, I think he used a three-phase approach to get the uh, folks out of there. Biden comes in and says, you know what, I want to get them out of there and let's do it right away. So basically evacuated, I don't want to say overnight, but something very similar to that. Got everybody out, a disaster and the chaos ensued. And then we start hearing about these refugees that the Taliban uh, has taken over the government. And now the refugees need to come out. And the U.S. is flying refugees out of Afghanistan into the U.S. So I think this is very interesting as well. We get these two side stories. The refugees, which I don't personally believe has, has anything to do with anything. Um, if they want to leave, just certain neighboring countries can uh, take them in. Uh, it should have nothing to do with the U.S. The U.S. should be focusing on getting our personnel out of there. And so we're hearing these two conflicting stories. So what I'm leading up to is what we're seeing in the news as of today, August 24th. Some are saying the the Americans are out. We have everybody out. Some are saying, no, there's some stranded there. U.S. are stranded. Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. And so what we get from the mainstream just this morning was uh, press announced release, uh, Jen, what's her name? Jennifer uh, Pasaki, Jen uh, Paki. She said there are no, I repeat, no Americans stranded in Afghanistan. Well, a lot of the mainstream media is saying, well, there are, there are Americans stranded in Afghanistan. And so that's what's uh, big on the news um, today. Yes or no? Well, I think the answer is neither. It doesn't matter if they're stranded or not. The whole thing is a distraction. Now, there might be chaos going on in Afghanistan. That certainly is true. But when we, we've got election audit results coming down the pike and COVID fraud uh, we're really spending a lot of time in this whole Afghanistan deal. Now, I'll wrap up today's show on the COVID vaccine. The FDA approved the vaccine on August 23rd. Now, when the FDA makes an approval, they usually have they have five stages to go through to get that approval. And those five stages of getting approval usually take somewhere to, from five to seven years to get the approval. So now we get these three manufacturers of vaccines, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer, and these are all beta test um, injections. They're not vaccines at all. None of them, none of the three are actually truly vaccines at all. They're experimental jabs. 
But a lot of people are hesitant. A lot of people don't want to take them. A lot of people are not t- uh, interested in taking them. While the rest of the uh, asleep world out there, the public has already gotten them. In fact, uh, one, two, or three times already. But the rest, the big fight will be the rest, those who are hesitant on getting it. Most of the people that are hesitant on getting it were saying, once it gets FDA approval, I'll think about getting it. And some are saying, I'm not going to get it regardless. So how do you combat that? Well, now you get the FDA to approve it, to eliminate that whole section, that whole cross-section. And then the people that are not only hesitant but refuse to get it, you make it mandatory to get it. So what we're seeing here in the news is this. FDA approved it, and now President Biden is saying, for all of those who are waiting for the FDA approval, it's done. So get your vaccination and get it today. Get it taken care of because it's done. Well, the small print in the FDA approval still states that for Pfizer and Pfizer only, for emergency purposes, it's FDA approved. In the event of an emergency only. But what we're seeing in the media is that the FDA has approved it. Now, once again... The propaganda works very interesting here. They don't say anything that I've seen said that it's FDA approved only in emergency cases. The public is saying it's approved. You better get it. And those aren't are going to be shamed for not getting it because you waited this long to get an FDA approval. Now it's approved and you're still hesitant at getting it. You don't want to take it. And so that's what we're going to see here in the 1930s Germany all over again, whether that's the vaccine cards, uh, wearing a band on your arm or something to show that you don't have it. And so those people can be shamed publicly in society. They can be shamed. Well, everyone needs to know loud and clear, the FDA did approve the Pfizer one, but only to use in the case of an emergency. You have to read the small print. You have to read the approval to understand this. Mainstream media is certainly not going to mention any of that. That's all I've got today. Remember to check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. And if you feel so led to do so, please click the links in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content. Go to eternalaffairsmedia.com, bookmark the site, as well as sign up for the email newsletter in case they ever take our social media pages down. Big thank you to our patrons and our donors. Always helps to keep things moving along to help us run and operate. Once again, my name is Dan Hennon. Today is August 24th, 2021. Thanks for listening.
God bless you.